they fly out and they realize that the thing that is at this location that was in the transmission is the aircraft carrier, the USS George Washington. Um, and its entire, uh, entourage of destroyers, missile cruisers, and frigates. Um, and nuclear attack subs. You know, no big deal. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, uh, Jake, Marco, and Tobias all, uh, begin talking these military things, um, like sports. And Rachel and Cassie are like, you feel a little left out of this? Whatever the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> um, and then, then they have to try to figure out how to get onto the aircraft carrier, because it's not like they can just land on the aircraft carrier. And this is the point where I'm like, why didn't you think about this before? Um, uh, and also, the aircraft carrier is has scrambled two jets to try and take them down, because they're unidentified aircraft flying towards them. Uh, and then they perform this really fucking weird maneuver where... Uh, Axe flies out ahead of the aircraft carrier, um, and touches down just slowly enough to not kill them on impact, uh, into the water, and the fact that they're going so fast just breaks the plane apart around them, and they all go into the water, uh, and somehow all okay. of them survive with little issue. Okay. This sure. is bad writing. It just, it just, it feels, it is stretching the limits of credibility. Yeah. Like, we are, we are used to the Animorphs doing some really balls to the wall shit. Um, and to be fair, Axe's internal monologue, like, he starts saying the fucking death chant. That we last heard in book 18 when all of the soldiers were, were dying aboard the Ascalon. Uh, I, I do like, I have to give the little detail of him saying, oh, we will be ripped apart instantly or die instantly on impact. And Rachel's like, we'll die instantly. <laughs> Which is just, <laughs> I love that. Yep. Uh, yes, Rachel is fearless, but also like her ability to cut to the core of a matter and just like not let shit slide is yeah. Mm. So you could have with this. It's like mm -hmm. could have yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah, um, um, and we do get the great detail after the crash landing, like um, landing belly first in the water because if they'd gone in nose first, not bad, mm -hmm. or I should say worse. Mm -hmm. Um. And Axe has to sort of deal with the claustrophobia of trying to get out of the flight suit mm -hmm. also while in the remnants of an aircraft filling with water mm -hmm. and, and he's trying not to panic and once he gets his tail blade, he's able to slice out of the suit. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, But they're all there. They all made it fine. We do get, once again, the very good visual of Rachel holding on to Tobias. We mm -hmm. love to see it. Love to um, see it. And then a thousand miles from land, they're like, we should turn into seagulls. That'll be totally inconspicuous. <laughs> Aircraft so carrier's defense. They are mm -hmm. large enough and produce enough waste that seagulls can live on them. So it wouldn't sure. be that weird, but it's also not common. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also, like, seagulls will travel some distance out from shore, but this would have had to have been seagulls that were on the aircraft carrier when it left base. Yeah. So unless if there were, like, other seagulls already there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little... In a in one of many, it is a gratuitous nitpick on my part, but <laughs> like you don't see birds that far out to sea unless, generally speaking, I, I I'm not a bird expert, um, but I've seen this as plot points in other things, even like albatrosses, like the ones that do. It's rare to see a bird flying out that far. It mostly I just because 
The ocean mm-hmm. is so big. It's and so birds big. Are so small. So small. <laughs> it just it but again, it's forcing me to suspend my disbelief yes. more than I would care to. It's one thing to say, let's land as rats, like immediately go rat once we get on the ship. Mm-hmm. Because I appreciate there's some trauma around rats with this crew. But regardless of the best boat, there's going to be vermin. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we do. But, always uh, rats. There's always rats. Yep. Fun fact, the uh, rat population of the world is always in direct, uh, is it correlation to the human population? Like the number of rats per person? Yeah. Which is fun. Mm-hmm. Also, they say you're never more than 10 feet away from a rat in most parts of like populated cities, which is, depending on your perspective, cool or horrifying. <laughs> I think it's pretty sick. Yeah, pretty sick. Uh, but yes, this is a fucking big aircraft carrier, as we're about to find out. Yeah. Um, too big to be real. And this is where Jake starts spouting uh, some hot facts about mm-hmm. this Nimitz class aircraft carrier, um, which uh, Rachel roasts him for briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, Jake, do you have a life? <laughs> um, which one is funny too. He really doesn't, is the problem. And that's why it's sad. Yeah. Um, but to give a clue, like there are 30 planes on the. Um, flight deck of this aircraft carrier specifically Um, just on the flight deck yeah Mm -hmm. um i do love the little visual of marco in seagull strutting up to rachel who just struts away just (laughs) yes um but uh marco starts lauding there is a always there's no such thing as a useless fact um Uh. every tiny seemingly uh, that says arcane fairly certain that should be inane Mm-hmm. But you know, that's fine. Arcane works. Science, advanced technology, magic, etc. Um, and Axe like backs up. Like, yeah, no, Jake, tell us about the craft. Um, I wasn't expecting to have to recite from memory, but okay. Um, and he starts off with the first Nimitz class carrier was deployed in 1975. Uh, <laughs> But we get this fun detail of if Marco were in his human form, he would have raised his eyebrows at Rachel. This is how well I have come to know the meanings and uses of human physical gestures. <laughs> Which I just find like even in Morph, he knows when Rachel would be raising his eye, uh, when Marco would be raising eyebrows at Rachel. Mm-hmm, just like, mm-hmm. it's good. Um, but Jake starts having some more useful directly useful information uh where mark was just like that's my boy what else uh we had the very helpful comment from danielle in the document of uh gay to that Um, (laughs) extremely it's well it's like he jake says length about 1092 feet tall overall width 252 feet area of flight deck Mm. uh four and a half acres i think that's my boy, Marco encouraged. What else? Like <laughs> That's flirty AF. <laughs> Ex- extremely. <laughs> How else are we supposed to read that? Um, but yeah, we get a rundown of um, the likely aircraft. Uh, Jake can't know for sure. Um, just, like, look, just look down. Um Okay, eighty or f- eighty-five to ninety total capacity of aircraft on this carrier um, says that there's probably some gives some specific uh, models: Hornets, Hawkeyes, Prowlers, Tomcats. Four catapults for launching. So that's really what tells you how big it is that it can launch four at this what basically at once. Uh, aircraft areas and there's between five and six thousand crew if it's fully if it's a full complement though which is rare due to military cutbacks don't worry kids the uh the war on terror is going to be starting real soon and they're just going to pump a bunch load more money right in there um two nuke reactors four main engines and some more fun details about uh specifics of the engines and it's likely um 
weapon systems. Um, designed to be a forward presence in peacetime and during war. Um, and uh, we get the fun detail about the different coloured jackets indicating different roles on the ship and how you do not want to be seen in the wrong place if your colour isn't, your coloured jersey isn't right and that all the layers match. And just uh, that they're aware that they're going to be really careful sneaking around because anyone out of place is going to be noticed. Mm-hmm. Um and to stick with people, if they're going to morph a person, stick with the, the other people dressed in the same way. And then, for some reason, the book decides to have Cassie going, and we shouldn't try. We should try not to morph human if we can help it. Um, just like, never mind Tobias and fucking Axe. I guess <laughs> it's fine. Um, and then Axe is the one who points out that. Uh, yeah, well, um, we should now consider that the Yerks are probably already on board here, so they're going to be suspicious about, you know, the aircraft that just crashed, it, it landed right by the aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the Air Force's own investigative team, because uh, they're going to be checking into what uh, that aircraft, because that's how the air, that's how they do. Mm-hmm. Just like one, an aircraft basically got stolen and then it crashed. So... Yeah, um, so the the danger factor is dialed up further. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a helicopter lands, um, and a few people come out. Uh, one is an admiral, uh, so a big important person, uh, as well as like a selection of his staff and Chapman um, in a naval uniform, bitch ass bastard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why use a new controller when you can just use your go-to? Um, although I think it would have been really funny if it were Tom. Um, God! You know. Wow! Motherfucker! Then you're like, wouldn't it be fun if it were Tom? <laughs> How fun would that be? <laughs> I mean... I love how your brain works. You you do not have to defend this comment. I think it's a great idea. I feel like Tom is generally more threatening than Chapman. Uh, Yes. But uh, this is, as we found out, the role that Chapman is here to play is Mm -hmm. being General Toady. He's not here for uh, his military prowess or his need to be intimidating. Uh, Anyway, they're like, all right, well, that's the direction we need to go, clearly. so, uh, Axe morphs human. Um, or actually, no. First, everyone as seagulls just dives into the ship. Like, in, in below decks of the ship. Um, and then there's this fun, uh, chaotic chase through the halls of the, uh, inner decks. Um, they get chased by a whole bunch of sailors because they're like birds. Bad. Uh, birds could definitely fuck things up. Get them out of here. Um, and, uh, the kids manage to find a laundry room that is mostly empty. Um, they're out ahead of the pursuing sailors just enough that, uh, you know, they, they're unseen when they go into here. They land, they demorph, they knock out the one person who's in here. Uh, Axe morphs the... Yeah, Axe morphs the the human he acquired earlier. Captain Folletti, I think it is. Yeah. Um, And takes a uniform from the laundry around them um, so that he can blend in. And the others morph roach uh get into his pocket uh and axe goes out to try to find chapman uh because they've completely lost him amongst the vast cannot emphasize enough how large this ship is uh yeah so basically he just walks around aimlessly looking maybe he'll run into chapman um, Their plan in this book is yeah, they have not no plan. good. No. Um, 
Now, to be fair, they didn't have much time to come up with a plan. It was very much a, like, something's happening, we need to be there and stop whatever the fuck it is. Um, but yeah. Uh, Axe does a really great job of pretending to be a soldier. He doesn't draw any suspicion. Uh, he avoids tripping over things. Um, Especially because there's the little struts in Seacraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. um, he's given the specific name, but he's warned not to trip over them, which is just very sweet. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I did not trip over the things. Not <laughs> even once. Knee, knee knockers, yeah. Yeah. Um, raised uh, steel thresholds. So. Uh, and... Again, they just kind of walk. He just kind of walks around until over the like announcer system, they hear the admiral being called to the hangar deck. Um, and so Jake gives Axe directions to the hangar deck. Hangar deck. Um, don't know why Jake has the floor plans for an aircraft carrier memorized, but it is apparently one of his special interests. So. I'll allow it. Um, okay, so here's the thing. With active duty carriers and craft, their schematics are not available to the public. Mm. Only decommissioned ones are available to the public. And granted, the vast majority of them are going to follow similar or the same floor plans, mm-hmm. so like I can see that, but they do make changes because... They need to make sure that not everything is in the same place. I would I would find it more likely if they would have intermittent like little layouts for crew mm-hmm. members to get yeah. around. Like for the especially like I appreciate like you're expected to know where you're going and they're not exactly going to do a you are here map, mm-hmm. but things are going to have directions because yeah. People are going to need to find their way around. Labels and stuff that are going to point you to very specific yeah. areas, like boiler room like, and shit like that. Yeah, and also like make it clear what level you're on. Yeah. Because everything's going to look the same in a corridor. Mm-hmm. Especially the warren that uh, carriers uh, yeah. tend to be. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more likely that Jake told him what to look out for. Or, you know, yeah. Axe would periodically read off a bunch of signs and be like, all right, which one of these do I want to go towards? Um, but that's not what we have written down. Not. Um, we, we, what we have written down is somebody who has no experience with military shit and didn't do their research. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but they get to the, the hangar deck. Uh, Axe just kind of, like, inserts himself into the small crowd that is surrounding the Admiral. Um, there's a mixture of the Admiral's staff and some of the sailors from the ship. Uh, the captain of the ship is also here. Um, when I first read this, I read captain as in, like, the rank and not as in captain of ship. Uh, but it makes much more sense if he's the captain of the ship. Um, and the Admiral says specifically, Captain Plummer... Why don't we go to my quarters? There are a few matters I'd like to discuss with you and your senior personnel. He looked at Chapman and smiled, turned back to the captain. My staff and I have brought back something special to share with you. You know how life in the middle of the ocean can get somewhat, uh, dull. Uh, and, like, he leads them off. And I don't know why these children didn't immediately clock the fact that the Admiral is going to yerk these, this dude. Um, I mean, maybe because the children can't see this look that the Admiral gives Chapman, but Axe certainly can. Um, maybe he thinks it's some weird human tradition. I don't fucking know. But, Point is, the Admiral is taking the Captain back to his quarters to infest him, because, surprise, the Admiral is himself a controller. Um, Axe follows uh, the Admiral and his staff, and now the Captain, over to the Admiral's kind of, like, suite. Uh, Allows a couple of the others, uh, Jake and Rachel, um, he takes them out of his pocket and slips them into the captain's pocket. 
somehow. And basically he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I stumbled. As if this captain wouldn't fucking rip him a new one. Uh, and, and that's it. Jake and Rachel are like trying to, con- uh, relay what's happening inside. They hear the sounds of ripping, like the captain's men are opening a box. Um, and the carrier's crew, uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of voices raised. Um, there's movement, also guns. Um, and surprise, Carrington's a yerk. Uh, and this thing that they heard being opened is a portable yerk pool. Um, because what the fuck else would it be? Right. Uh, and basically they're like, alright, get in here now, battle morphs. And so just like, in the middle of the hallway, Marco, Tobias, Cassie, and Axe all demorph. (coughs) And, uh, Marco and Cassie immediately start to morph battle morphs. Axe and Tobias are in their battle morphs. Um, we do get I a love... tight detail about mm-hmm. Cassie being in wolf morph or, or before uh, Axe is fully Andalite. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great. I love it. But some sailors definitely see them. Um, I'm sure it's fine uh, that these sailors who see it and who are um, we're told are almost certainly being infested as they speak uh, nothing will happen there. No worries. Just don't worry. Don't think about it. This is fine. Everything is fine. Uh, but it's a big battle, and there's a whole bunch of guns firing, and, like, animals roaring. Um, <laughs> and... I love, this is about, it, it's an incredibly chaotic scene, and it is written to be chaotic. It, this isn't yes. just, like, poor writing here this is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. an air of chaos is being quite deliberately um cultivated yes um but yeah tobias attacks one of the admiral's men uh the admiral's men start to just fire their guns willy-nilly in this small room because they're on an aircraft carrier all of the rooms are small like sure this is an admiral's room doesn't fucking matter. It's way tiny. Ugh. Um, Axe knocks over the portable yerk pool. Two yerks fall out. Notice, it's only two. Um, which, uh, probably implies that most of the yerks that they had have already been put into the heads of the captain and his men. Um, and uh, the fight isn't going well because they're fighting at close quarters against guns and that it's just bad. Um, and then reinforcements arrive in the form of, uh, sailors, free sailors, um, coming to rescue their captain and admiral because they're suddenly a whole bunch of wild animals here who are threatening the lives of their captain and admiral. Um, and the animorphs recognizing that they, they can't rightly defend themselves against these new people without, you know, seriously hurting people who are innocent. Um, bail. Uh, Jake gives the retreat order and everyone fucking scatters. Um, Axe and Cassie stick together because they were both mostly out of the room when Jake gives the order. Um, they go into an office with one dude in it. Axe knocks him out. Um, and the two of them morph. Uh, Cassie morphs into Roach again. Axe morphs back into the human. Uh, and they're like, all right, now what? Now, not only do we know not know what the fuck is going on or where anybody is, but we're also now all split up. What do? Uh, I thought, and then it came to me. The Combat Information Center. Jake had mentioned it. Told us it was on the same deck as the Admiral's quarters. Uh, this is the, the thing that I mentioned earlier, that, like, it This is the first time we as readers are hearing about this. Yep. And 
Again, summary is fine, but when it's an important detail like this, maybe don't leave it out. Yeah, you could have easily said that you passed it on your way to the Admiral's quarters. Like, Yeah. Ask Jake what it was. Um, that kind of thing, you know? But whatever. Uh, and Axe is like, ah, that's where I need to go. It's where, like, all of the, it's, cent- it's the central command and control complex for the aircraft carrier. Um, so, like, that's where the decisions will be made. Uh, as he walks out of this office, there are now, uh, armed guards on high alert at regular intervals. Um, Axe thinks to himself, <clears throat> That they're dressed as Navy personnel, but undoubtedly Yerk. And I'm here just like, none of this made it makes any sense. I, <sighs> shots were fired. There were a whole bunch of wild ass, dangerous animals running around. A lot of blood from those animals. But the ship isn't on lockdown. Uh, all of these guards can't be controllers. The only controllers w- that we were told were here were the Admiral and the Admiral's staff, plus the few of the Captain's staff that were infested actively. How are all of these people controllers? And also, why isn't, like, why isn't more chaos and, and armed resi- like, why aren't things happening? Why? Uh, Izzy, I think you had something to say. (laughs) Uh, I mean, where the fuck? (laughs) Uh, While you try to find that, if one was feeling charitable, one could say, like, Axe's paranoia, understandably so, given the heightened situation, just is assuming everywhere I look, I see a controller. Mm -hmm. Might not actually be the case but again this is not what has been written mm-hmm. i'm being very gracious in interpretation here uh danielle's point about this seems like a wild underreaction or it is literally just the admiral flexing as an admiral um and being like no the animal situation has been handled who can say but to be on the safe side this Mm-hmm. And I suppose there could have already been some yerked personnel on the aircraft carrier waiting. Mm-hmm. Which I well, think like, the they've kids been out there a thousand of miles out to sea. Yeah, well, we did. I would love to see the fucking paddling pool yerk pool on an aircraft carrier. If they have a yerk pool, no, why right. would they need why to would bring... They bring a portable one? A portable one? <laughs> 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 Take a breath. <laughs> It's okay, you're allowed to be mad about it. It's bad. <laughs> and like the other thing is that lockdown. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. leave that floor. So one thing you could say is literally this floor has been locked down. Mm. We could give them that if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Incredibly generous. Izzy, let let's stop me and Danielle back and forth because at a point it just becomes fun for me to say stuff to see how much more riled up Danielle can get <laughs> uh, so yeah no my point was going to be just very similar to Danielle's about like th- this this feels wildly like an underreaction yeah mm-hmm. uh, and also it it's very 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 fast like the description we get is Axe and Cassie run away from all of these sailors and dodge into an office and slam the door shut behind them. Presumably they're out far enough ahead that the sailors don't see which door they go into. Fair. So a a few seconds, maybe a couple of minutes have passed since then. They knock out the dude, and then they morph slash demorph uh, immediately, and then leave. And go back kind of the way we came. Uh, that's like five minutes? 
that they had to clean all this shit up and explain to the... I mean, they don't necessarily have to explain to the sailors. There is an admiral present who could theoretically just be like, your place isn't to question, it's just to follow orders. Um, but, like... It's weird. Mm. A thought. Just mm. a brief pondering. I'm glad Izzy is here for this one, as having the most experience with military culture. <laughs> do you think there is something to do with the way military personnel are trained to accept orders and the chain of command that makes them easier to yerk? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's uh, depending on how long somebody has been in the military, like there is a sweet spot mm. with how long somebody has been in the military where they are very susceptible to things. Because at a certain point, as you get older, you get extremely jaded towards it, or you can. Um, in my experience, like the older military personnel gets, or like the more, like after, especially after they've retired, they're just like, no, fuck this shit. Um, and people who have first gone into the military are not quite at uh um indoctrinated yeah they haven't they haven't quite gotten to the point where they will listen without question mm. yeah this was just a thought that occurred to me about whether that would make them like an optimal or a prime target for or even just like we know the the way yurks work and infestation work is that the way they exhibit power over a host takes very little work on their part once they're there. Um, but there are some people who fight more, even if they like to claim that, oh, every every host gives up eventually. We know that's not actually true. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, there. there's a, a spot in because to get on an aircraft carrier, you have to have gone through basic training. None of the people on the ship are greenhorns. They have been in the military for at least a year, two years, probably two or more. The vast majority of the people on the ship are going to be specialists in something. Because to be on an aircraft carrier, you can't just be your average rank and file. Um... A lot of these people are going to be engineers. A lot of these people are going to be incredibly smart, but they're also going to be like like ants. It's <laughs> mm. the best way I can describe it. Or just like any group of animals you can think of where like they have jobs and they answer to like a hierarchy. Um, it's going to be more difficult to yerk higher ranking officers simply because they are the ones who are in charge but the people under them are if you can get at least one officer underneath them it's a lot easier especially especially sailors like I love them they're fucking Oh, we're back with the fucking military infighting again. I'm Navy. <laughs> like, sailors are just... There's also the, something to be in... said about being on a ship. If you fuck up, you're going to fuck up bad. Yeah. Like, there's a slimmer margin for error. Being in small, confined spaces with the same people for long periods of time, you have to very, very quickly get over being a little bitch. <laughs> there is a fun saying where it's like if you send 50 people down on a sub you're coming back up with 25 couples yep yeah. I've not heard that one before that's very yep. good yep. Uh, yep it's and Air Force and Navy do actually get along very well because the people on this ship are Air Force and Navy it's not one or the other it's both mm -hmm. yeah because the Navy obviously has their own have their own pilots but an aircraft carrier isn't just an, a naval operation like you say it is a yeah 
join. And it's not just Air Force, because the vast majority of the people who are going to be flying the planes are, in fact, going to be Air Force. And the vast majority of the people doing the regular maintenance on the ship itself are going to be uh, sailors, they're going to be naval. Uh, and the officers will be a mix of both, with the, like, uh, you're going to have, like, a very high-ranking officer of the Air Force over, like, the operations of the planes, and a very high-ranking officer in the Navy being over operations of the ship itself, and they have to work together, and they usually answer to somebody or multiple somebodies on land. We have gotten too far off topic. I am so sorry. This is <laughs> entirely my about. fault. <laughs> Just know um, things. And I can't ever tell anybody into this because like knowing mm -hmm. military things is like a red flag. Yeah. But um hey. Uh so Axe makes it to the, the CIC. Um and witnesses oh yeah, no, but but yeah. I do like how he nope. gets in there. Uh yeah. So he, Please. because it's I was guarded, totally on the wrong page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's because it's very well guarded. He waits for a navy lieutenant to come out into the corridor to basically like who's going to the bathroom. Follows him. Um, I do like that he warns Cassie. Cassie, I'm about to commit another ambush, and she replies, "Do what you have to." <laughs> um he knocks down he knocks out this lieutenant acquires him morphs him uh steals his clothes um and then is able to just walk right into the information center and i pointed out in the doc like this is very much i feel like i've done this mission in hitman uh, <laughs> except you know not morphing the guy but definitely just like following someone like the the next step uh in to the to your infiltration you find the next closest person, uh, steal their clothes, uh, impersonate them. Um, That's good. But he gets inside, he does get inside the Common Information Center. Um, the Admiral is here, it's who we now know as Visser 2. Shit's going down. Uh, yep. Captain it's Plummer bad. is here, now a controller. Uh, Chapman is here. Chapman is somehow always here. <laughs> uh, and they're all looking at this radar screen, uh, which is showing a Chinese ship-to-ship -ship missile. Fast approaching. Um, and then another missile. Uh, gonna hit in, like, three minutes. Um... Only three minutes until the first time stated in the Z-Space intercept. Something pivotal was about to happen. Um, and Axe asks Cassie, who are the Chinese? And she's like, is a people? A nation? Are they enemies of the United States? N no. Axe, what's going on? The United States has no serious enemies anymore. <laughs> well, I answered, <laughs> it's about to. Um... And the carrier is hit by these missiles. Uh, everything kind of goes to shit. Um, the aircraft carrier launches aircraft to go fuck up the Chinese because they just attacked them out of seemingly nowhere. Um, and uh, Axe has put it all together. Uh, they're witnessing an elaborate setup. The Yerks have instigated a world war. Um, I need to just say something really quick. Mm hmm Because it is very, very obvious that the that Elise, the author who wrote this, did not do any research. <laughs> because yes, we were having issues with, with China to a degree, uh, because, you know, America hate communism. Mm-hmm. But in the nineties, we were actively doing some bullshit in the Middle East mm -hmm. and still had, despite the fact that the Cold War was quote-unquote over, still had tensions with Russia because it had literally just ended. Mm -hmm. It would have been so much easier to cause some fuck shit over there. Mm -hmm. Points at the, the events that led up to where we are now. 
Yeah. And how yeah. easy that was to have I, happen. I I have to assume it was that they the Chinese were chosen. Um, one because the Chinese military are well known to be a very well equipped military. And two, they're in the Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I can also see an argument where China has the largest population in one place. Mm-hmm. And so if mm. the United States nukes China, that's a lot of people dead. Yeah. Yeah. I know China were known, one of the big powers to, the known to have nukes. Yeah. yeah. But it's still just, it would have been so much it, easier just to go there after were smarter the Middle choices. East. <laughs> there were smarter yeah. choices that could have been made here. I, and, I wonder. I mean, it frustrates cool. me. I wonder if the thought process wasn't like, all right, we want to start a nuclear war, but we don't want it to all happen at once. <laughs> so we can't do Russia. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do Russia. We can't do Korea. <laughs> Uh, the UK will just be like, oh, we probably hit ourselves. It's fine. <laughs> like, like Oops. wacky fucking special relationship bullshit. Oh, you want God. you want to choose a a powerful nation that wouldn't immediately destroy the world? Because if this soon after the Cold War, mm. I, I say after as if the Cold War's actually ended. Um, this soon after the dissolution of the USSR, uh, if, if the Russians had straight up just a, like, we fought proxy wars for a reason. <laughs> that, yeah. That was the whole if, deal with the Korean and Vietnam War. Yeah, is, nah, if, if the, uh, if, um, <laughs> if a, an American thing had attacked a Russian thing, all bets are off. It's immediately yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose it should be known with the Middle East, if th- this is prior to um, 9-11 um, and uh, what, uh, the uh, extreme aggression or whatever the fuck bullshit name, Operation, whatever. Desert Storm. Uh, no, I'm not thinking of Desert Storm. I'm thinking of oh, okay. a different one because I was looking this stuff up earlier. Um, I don't but remember my all of them. point There's is, too many opposition <laughs> like Desert Fox was sooner, Desert Storm was earlier, I believe. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that, you know, one of the aircraft that mentioned specifically, it's going to come again, the F-14. Do you know where a bunch of F-14s were? They were sold by the Americans to Iran and Iraq. <laughs> yep. Just one of the many, many ways in which the CIA and the American government helped equip the Middle East when it was in their interests. That because the Middle East was probably all so unstable. Like that, that that's a bit messy. China, you know when you're tra- who you're trying to hit. You know it's not going to be about oil. This is just the equivalent mm-hmm. of, of somebody smacking the bully in the face in the playground. Yep, everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. So making a big stink with maybe the least consequences in the immediate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't play Risk. I'm sure people <laughs> who do might have differing opinions on how this is all going down. If you are interested in, in sort of military history and have a greater understanding and want to spitball this with us, who would you have had the yucks start this <laughs> with? Please. I do think that would actually be quite an interesting conversation. Scholastic me, missed an opportunity in making a yerk invasion version of Risk. <laughs> God. There's <sighs> a missed opportunity right there. Like, that would have been such like a... a horrifying but fun game because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> then you've also got the andalites and the gorilla fighters mm-hmm. and anybody else who wants to join the mix mm-hmm. <laughs> but um we get that proclamation from axe congrats on axe being having enough understanding go yeah no nah, this shit's bad i do the notion of him not knowing who the chinese were with his world almanac yeah but uh being able to suss out immediately oh no this is world war three sort of like mm, inconsistencies um but immediately like we have to do something uh axe is worried that it's too late they call out to the others in thought speak they're able to get hold of jake uh, and fill him in um and jake's like okay 
uh, well, I'm nowhere near there. You've got to acquire the admiral or the captain, reverse the orders, get the planes and whatever else sent back. Um, and Axe is like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And it seems impossible. And Jake's just like, do it. I know you'll find a way. I'll try contact the others, get us closer. Um, and then he's out of range. Um, don't you hate it when your boss does that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like they're out of offices on when you'd message them. Like, I don't get it. I need to do the thing. I'm out of the office. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Do um, this thing. But that's not a thing that I can do. Uh, you'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we have this line of like Axe sort of observing his surroundings and there is like this parallel between him doing a direct order and the pe- men and women working in the CIC mm-hmm. how none, of, how many of them knew what they were involved in Yeah, the parallels are there um, and then we got Cassie be calm there will be a loud noise it will be a gunshot <laughs> just this um, is honestly it, such a brilliant little plan. Yeah, he grabs um, the arm of a Marine standing guard um, and using his gun in his hand to shoot at ad- the Admiral in the leg mm-hmm. and then punches the Marine and goes, that man <laughs> shot the Admiral, <laughs> which is... It's, it's, it's so good. He's got- it's so smart. My son's gotten so good at lying and like it hurts me, but it's also hilarious sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you use your lying powers for good and bad. Yeah. But when you do uh, it for good, it's very good. Yeah, but he we have like the detail of him silently apologizing to this guy and how that marine gets like taken out um and uh being gets knocked unconscious um by the uh I, he says the two naval men, so yeah. Admiral Carrington is very uh just like oh, get off me, you fools. Uh and they just take him out of the room. By medics. And um hmm? He's taken out of the room by two medics. Yeah, by medics. Um And he doesn't want to go, and they're like, You have to. You've been shot in the leg, sir. <laughs> hmm Um But uh, he follows to the hospital ward. Um, I don't even think they get that far. Isn't it just in they, the hallway? Yeah, they're going to. He's following them towards mm-hmm. the hospital ward, following after, saying, "Hold on, Admiral," letting Cassie go before uh, demorphing, knocking out the medics, um, and Axe with his weak ass andalite arms claps a hand over his mouth and drags him into a room. <laughs> um. And then we get Andalite. I hissed. He hissed when I released him. And I thought Vessel One was exaggerating his loathing of you bandits. Fwap. Um, acquires the DNA, dresses in the clothes, stashes the medics in a closet, locks the door, goes back to the command center, and is just like, with his bleeding leg. Um, well, his no like, longer bleeding leg, but like that's the, true. the pants but are The bloody stained. pant leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like, Captain Plummer, recall the planes, Admiral. <laughs> I said, recall the planes, Captain. Um, and then just have this good back and forth. Um, so with, uh, basically, once again, Axe being incredibly good at playing Visser. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, yeah, now nah, recall the planes or I'll relieve you of your command and I'll deliver you to Visser one as a trader. Um, because Chapman, um, is just sticking his oar in. Um, then we, hey, we get a weird little uh, intercession, uh, just some stuff in bold. You know, some nice ominous, yeah. like at the <laughs> end of the last book. <laughs> literally, literally sent a screenshot of just that to Danielle, like in just in all caps, ominous. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Um, everything is going as planned. Soon you will all be ours. Hate it. Um, but hey, uh, five minutes pass. Uh, the captain and Chapman and um, the admiral are now shut in a room with a viscera in his underwear, an andalite, a tiger, a gorilla, a grizzly, a wolf, and a red-tailed hawk perched menacingly <laughs> on a high shelf. Yeah. Uh, door oh gets slammed closed behind them. Rachel is like pressed up against the door. And now we get to meet Visser 2 who somehow manages to suck in a whole new way that's mm-hmm. different to Visser 
three now this one it sucks this person sucks yeah it's great yeah. like it's... very t- despicable vibes mm-hmm. uh, very much believer. grandstanding but without the presentation of viscer uh of esplin <laughs> i mean if he was dressed it might have gone better for him but the visual of this guy who has still got a bleeding leg mm-hmm. poorly patched up in his underwear delivering this dramatic villain monologue mm-hmm. we know we do literally get like here's how it plays the non-yerk yeah. personnel in this carrier group believe we have just been attacked by the chinese which of course is a lie the gw retaliated by sending out several aircraft to bomb a genuine chinese sub uh it's just very fun uh very mm-hmm. ott um yeah. and explains let's meanwhile rachel's like do you want me to shut him up i could just tear the slug out of his head Rachel, no. I think, I think we, you know, Fist of Rad Sod just like, offer still stands, Zach. So it's just like, mm. mm-hmm. But what it boils down to, Jake's like, just tell him to call off the American sub and Visa 2 won't. Um, this is, as I said, a true believer. Um, just like, won't reveal to the Andalites which American sub is under your control. It doesn't fear death. It's happy that they happy enough for them to kill him because the plan will unfold. Because uh, what he fears is failure. And he says, like, yeah, in two hours, a missile is going to a nuclear missile is going to fly for an American sub, uh, and prompting the Chinese to respond. And then all the nuclear powers are going to get involved. Um, Marco is the one that draws the parallel, like the how he's half expecting Vesatuda. But belt out a yerk version of like a Nazi standard. Like, this is some very, and I feel like, again, sometimes clumsy, but this is a, a character that they're really just leaning into the, you know, how maybe you didn't pick up on the fact that the yerks are fascists? <laughs> the yerks are fascists. I guess if maybe you just forgot that the yerks were fascists, like, hey, they're fascists. But we haven't talked, spoken to a high-ranking yerk in a while who isn't Vissa 3, who's normally just talking about fuck you, Andalite bandits, mm-hmm. or Vissa 1, who is much more together. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that is full-on like, nah, we are yerk, hear us raw. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And it, it's clearly this counterpoint. And the thing that occurred to me earlier, I made a note of it to myself. Vista 2, to me, is very much written as a foil to Axe. Mm. This is somebody who answers to a higher power, is believing in a cause, and is willing to follow it to the end at the cost of his own life. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we get these interactions between Visa 2 and Axe ongoing and some of the parallels like what Axe is willing to do versus what Visa 2 is willing to do, what versus Chapman is willing to do or not willing to do because he's a coward mm. um, or I should say the yerk inside Chapman is a coward <laughs> and contrasting that with what Axe is willing to do mm-hmm. and the choices they make I said there are some elements of this book that are so interesting, mm-hmm. which makes, as we've said before, like that just make the whole thing feel less satisfying and frustrating to read. Yeah. Uh, then um, there's a knock at the door. <laughs> um, and someone out in the hallway is like, hey, there's some unidentified aircraft approaching. Uh, we don't know what the fuck it is, and they don't show on the radar scan. Uh, and Visser 2 is like, eh, unidentified. Are they? Um, <laughs> I would rather have done this more cleanly, but, uh, a whole bunch of Yerk bugfighters and transports are on their way to fuck up the aircraft carrier. Um, and we know they can do it because Draken beams are OP. Uh, yep. And almost mm-hmm. immediately after that, uh, shots start being fired. Uh, the ship is violently, uh, 
kind of rocked, um, which you know it has to have been a very powerful explosion to rock an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, especially uh, coming from above, like it's one thing for a weight for it to be hit below the water level, mm-hmm. where you know they taper off. But yeah, uh, and in the confusion of the explosion and getting knocked around, uh, the admiral with you know, a bullet wound in his thigh gets away completely. They don't know where he's gone. They didn't tie him up. They just let him walk around doing this villain monologue. I didn't think, did "Mm." they? I'm reading to see if they did tie him up. Mm. I I guess they didn't for, because they thought that they would have enough firepower to stop him regardless. I fucking uh, these children. Yeah. Um, but uh, they leave the room, go up to the flight deck. They're all still in battle morphs. Um, they need to be at the heart of the battle to assess the Yerk forces and to fight. Um, because they can't let the Yerks just take this whole aircraft carrier. Um, uh, Cassie and Jake get up the stairwell slash ladder relatively easily. Somehow, um, the others have more trouble, um, but they eventually get up out onto the deck, uh, and it's mayhem. Uh, just fighting and fire and just people battling against aliens that they now have to accept exist, uh, in the same moment that they're having to fight them. Um... Onboard defense systems are still in Navy hands, uh, but they can't do much against bug fighters. Um, and like the the aircraft that acts as the admiral ordered to come back um, to stop them from retaliating against a Chinese sub that would have had no. Uh, no context for the attack and would have thought it unprovoked. Those aircraft are coming back, but they're just shot out of the air. Um, the people on the carrier can't really launch new aircraft. Um, or, you know, they try, but they get just shot out of the air. Um, it's, it's just very, very chaotic. Um, and, Interestingly enough, um, many of the free sailors seem to recognize that the Animorphs, um, in their Earth animal forms, um, are on their side. Um, one of them salutes Marco, um, and, uh, let's see, Navy fighting ag- alongside Rachel against Horkbegir. Um, and Axe points out, I suppose the sudden appearance from the sky of large prehistoric looking aliens such as the hork makes the presence of wild animals currently native to Earth seem that much more normal. Does, like, does it? But also, it's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, but it's still, it's still just chaos. Um, they, Cassie, uh, points it out, uh, I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. All the jets are being destroyed. The Yerks have taken control of the ship. Um, we saw them on the fantail. They've got hold of the Mark 15 Phalanx, Jake explained, and the Mark 29 Sea Sparrow SAM launchers. Any incoming help for our side is already history. What are you saying? Marco demanded. We surrender? No, we haven't lost, but we can't let the Visser get away. That's the goal. We have to find him. And then what? I wondered but I did not express this thought aloud. Jake and Cassie bounded off into the smoke. Marco grunted. Once more into the fray. Axeman, I'm going to to help Rachel. See if I can teach some of these sailor dudes about hand-to-hand combat. I think most of them never actually looked into the eye of the enemy. That's true. (laughs) Huh. But also distressing to hear from a child. Extremely distressing. Extremely distressing. It is also... Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Navy especially, because a lot of the more recent 
uh, combat situations that the world has gotten into have been on the land. Mm-hmm. Duh, mm-hmm. A lot of Navy doesn't actually see a whole shit ton of combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, most of these guys are just engineers working on a ship. Mm-hmm. They know how to shoot gun. <laughs> yep. So it's uh, sad. It's it sad. Is, Military it is, is sad. sad. Military war, sad. All of this is sad. Yep. Uh, Axe spots Chapman and runs after him. Um, Chapman is headed below decks. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I love, uh, Axe realizes he needs to be a human, uh, but he doesn't want to use one of the humans that, uh, he already has because they've been seen. Um, compromised. So he approaches just some dude um, and asks, it says asked him politely for the temporary use of his genetic material, which usually would be a euphemism for <laughs> like, I just acquired him or I knocked him out. Um, but no, he he literally asks this person, hey, can I borrow your genetic material and also your clothes? <laughs> and the dude's like, dude, I'm honored. Borrow so away and go get that alien scum. Like, the, it was just such a good moment. <laughs> That's also uh, the thing about, like, military dudes is they're much more willing to, like, just kind of go with when mm-hmm. shit happens. And it's like, okay, obviously, whatever this is, it's on my side. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to go with it. Yep. I mean, I also do think that um, a, y- a tall young man in a purple float coat, I should check out what department that is, because that will probably tell me something. Um, but regardless, I just, there's just, yeah, I feel like I would be a similar boat, just like, oh, shit's going down, and this very polite, <laughs> cool, dope-ass alien, just like, hi, can I borrow your genetic material and also your clothes? And doesn't, like, just hold a weapon out of me to kill it's just like, this is the most interesting shit that's happened to me ever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you do you, my guy. Wicked. Uh, Axe morphs this human, uh, forgets to tell the human to turn away while he does it, so the human's kind of <laughs> horrified. Um, but follows like, after- ah, this is what it means. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, follows after Chapman. He's lost the trail at this point, but he's like, I bet he heads back to the control information center um goes there and chapman is in fact there drinking what looks like a cup of coffee just kind of sitting there hiding from the battle um x guys has- i need to inform you that the purple wearing guys are the fuel personnel who are <laughs> affectionately known as grapes <laughs> <laughs> love Incredible. that uh Axe has also borrowed uh, this grapes firearm, so he <laughs> closes the door behind him. He and Chapman are alone in this room, uh, and uh, Axe chains uh, trains this gun on him. 